Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Tom Cheney, and this is Living Health Live. My co-host for the show and in our practice is my wife, Dr. Stephanie Cheney. Thanks for joining us. This is your show, so take advantage of this time to begin your journey to good health. Dr. Steph and I, we're going to provide some information and instructions on how to live a better, healthier life free from chronic diseases like diabetes, neuropathy, autoimmunity, pain and arthritis, and so much more. You can email questions that you would like us to answer on the show to info at mylivinghealth.com. We're here every Thursday at 1230 to help you learn and grow. This is your place to get valuable information on your health challenges, so feel free to check out our website at mylivinghealth.com. You can also sign up for our newsletter there. And you can call our office for an appointment at 410-216-9180. So let's get started. So today's show, we're going to talk about natural thyroid solutions. We're actually going to split um, and we're going to have two shows talking all about the thyroid um, because there is just so much to talk about. And um, today what we're going to start off with, we're going to talk about some of the statistics. We're going to talk about and discuss uh, a typical thyroid case history. We're going to go so over some of the basic anatomy and physiology and basic functions of the thyroid. And then um, more towards the end, we'll get into some of the details of our next show. But let's start off with some statistics. It's estimated that 20 million Americans have some form of thyroid disease. And up to 60% of those with thyroid disease are actually unaware that they actually e even have this condition. This is also a condition that affects more women than men. Uh, women are five to eight times more likely than men to have thyroid problems. Um, one woman in eight will develop a thyroid disorder during their lifetime. Now, I just um, sat with a patient who came in who, was, um, who thought that she had thyroid issues. And, and when I went over her history, I heard a very similar story that I've heard from many patients over the years. And what she, what she explained to me was um, she went to the doctor complaining of symptoms, you know, typical common thyroid symptoms that include, you know, uh, not losing weight despite, you know, dieting and strict and, and a strict diet, um, constipation and, and GI and gut issues, uh, losing hair and hair falling out, very fatigued, no energy, um, not sleeping well, brittle nails, um, feeling just very depressed. And she went into the doctor's office, explained to the doctor all of these symptoms, and, and typically the doctor will order some blood work. And the blood work gets ordered, the test results come back, and what showed on, on this patient's test was she had a high TSH, TSH standing for thyroid stimulating hormone, which, um, and we're gonna get into some more details in a few minutes about um, TSH, but. Basically, what that is an indication of when that marker goes high, it's, a, it's an indication of a low-functioning thyroid. So she was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. And once she got that diagnosis, the doctor prescribed her a medication, a prescription for hormones to compensate for the underactive, for the underactive thyroid. Um, some of the common prescriptions out there that you um, may be familiar with are things like Synthroid and Levothyroxine. 
Um, and so she was prescribed hormones and she started on this prescription. Doctor told her she needed to come back in a couple months so that they could check in and check her levels and see if that, that prescription was the right dose for her. So she came back in and they retested her. And um, sometimes it takes you know a couple times to get the dose right, but they actually got this dose correct the first time and um, they tested the TSH and, and the thyroid stimulating hormone was actually in normal range. So the doctor looked at the patient and said, you know, all your levels are normal. Um, everything is good to go. We found the right dose. And, um, and that was pretty much the end of the visit. Yet what the patient communicated to me was that she still had most, if not all of the same symptoms and felt the same way. She said initially she had a little bit, um, some, some resolution of some of the symptoms, but you know, she was still feeling very exhausted, um, little to no energy, um, hair was still thinning, um, the brittle nails, depression, she didn't feel better. And so, you know, she did explain this to the doctor, but um, the doctor just said, well, all your tests are normal, so I don't know what else to do, um, which is one of the reasons why this patient ended up in our office. So the patient went and left the doctor's office feeling very frustrated and at a loss for really what to do and how to get results. Yeah, we've had, um, we've had several patients in the past come to see us with thyroid conditions for help. And what's interesting is they tend to be, these thyroid patients, some of our most educated patients, self-educated patients, because they've been so frustrated um, by not getting results, even though their thyroid level in that TSH is normal. And so many of them have gone to so many doctors. I think at one point we had a patient who'd been to six endocrinologists trying to figure out what was wrong with her. She just kept saying, I do not feel right. This is not the healthy me that I remember. And you know, all the thyroid symptoms, but the numbers were normal, the numbers were normal, the numbers were normal. A lot of these thyroid patients get told, well, this must be a psychiatric situation you might need to go see a psychologist or psychiatrist. This might be a mind thing at this point. You're probably just depressed and it's not a thyroid issue. And, and so a lot of them get kind of shuffled off to that route. And it's, it's not uncommon for a lot of our thyroid patients to come in, not just on thyroid medication, but, but also a plethora of antidepressants, which then exacerbates all of their symptoms because it's not addressing what's really going on with them metabolically. This is a very frustrating condition for a lot of patients. It's probably one of the more frustrating that's out there. Labs come back normal. Medication is dosed appropriately, and the symptoms are there and getting worse. And so that's, it's a huge source of frustration for so many people. Yeah, and this is the treatment that I just outlined is the standard treatment in the conventional medical model. So if you go to primary care, a lot of times they'll refer you off to an endocrinologist, but that's what the typical treatment is. And unfortunately, um, it's treating a number and it's actually not treating the individual. And when you start treating numbers, then really we're just treating symptoms or putting Band-Aids on issues and we're not getting down to the root of what's actually causing these symptoms. I think it's also important too to note that um, generally in the conventional system, and part of this is pushed on the conventional system because of insurance restrictions and limitations, 
is oftentimes very limited testing is done. So they'll test for TSH, maybe T4. We'll get into what those hormones are in a moment. But there's anywhere from 7 to 14 different markers just with standard blood testing um, that you might do with LabCorp, Quest Labs, um, to really get down and assess where the dysfunction might be. It might not be a problem with the thyroid gland itself. It might be something going on in another part of the body. There might be something completely different going on. There might be a little bit of the thyroid being affected by other things. There's, there's a lot of different things to look at, not just TSH, which is why you could have thyroid hormone in normal range and still feel like a bag of rocks like nothing's changed, you're still depressed, your weight is still up, you know, you're still not sleeping well, there's still constipation and, you know, hair falling out and all the all the typical things. So why don't we talk about, um, just real quick, because you mentioned T4 and I mentioned TSH. Let's talk a little bit about these markers. Um, and like you said, a lot of these patients that come in, they've been to many providers, they've been to many um, practitioners, and they've done a lot of education on their own. They, you know, a lot of them bring in books to me. They go get on the internet. <clears throat> but let's just kind of, um, for those that may not be familiar with these markers, just kind of go through some of the basic physiology. Yeah, this was always a source of confusion, even for practitioners in school. Um, so try to visualize with me, because um, I'm going to go through some terms. Um, but I'll define as we go. So you have, you have this hormone called thyroid-stimulating hormone. And it is an aptly named hormone. It is a hormone that is um, secreted by a gland in the brain called the pituitary gland, which is um, commonly known as the master gland. You know, it secretes different hormones to have an impact on thyroid gland, um, adrenal glands, ovaries, testes. So it's part of this hormone feedback loop. And the um, pituitary gland secretes one of the hormones is, is thyroid stimulating hormone, and it literally does just what it says. So it gets secreted and it stimulates the thyroid to make and secrete more hormone. Um, it will do this in response to how much hormone has come out of the thyroid and is circulating around. So there's this feedback loop of thyroid hormone back to the brain, then the brain gauges if there's enough or if there's too much, and then it will make adjustments to the thyroid stimulating hormone. The main hormone that comes out of the thyroid is T4. And T4, um, most hormones, when they're initially secreted from a gland, are not in their active form. They're actually in an inactive form. They're bound up with proteins, and that allows them to be secreted and circulated through the system um, for dispersal everywhere, and they'll get activated in another area of the body usually. Um, so that that way, if the thyroid hormone was secreting just all active hormone, it would literally take effect right outside the, the thyroid and probably not get to the rest of the cells in the body. And the thyroid hormone is one of those hormones that every single cell in the entire body has thyroid hormone receptors. So T4 is the inactive form of it. Um, 96 or so percent of what comes out of the thyroid is T4. The activated form is T3, and T3 um, is the hormone that gets taken up into the cells, and it's a driver of the metabolic processes, um, the speed at which and the efficiency at which uh, cells do their job, making hormone uh, proteins and running their cycles and burning energy, basically. So um, a little bit of what comes out of the thyroid is T3. The main 
uh, thyroid hormone that the brain gauges, the pituitary gland measures, is T4. It's the inactive form. Okay, so T4 circulates back to the brain. The brain tries to determine, is it too much or too little? If the thyroid is not functioning well and it's producing low amounts of T4, then the pituitary gland will increase its secretion of thyroid-stimulating hormone. So you will have high levels of TSH if you are low-functioning thyroid or hypothyroid. So that's kind of that's confusing. Yeah, for a that lot gets of confusing for some people because they see a high on their lab and they say, "Oh, I'm hyper." No, you're not hyper if your TSH is high. You're actually hypo. You have low functioning thyroid. You have low output of T4, causing that other TSH to be high. Um, and then what happens is uh, then that hormone will will push the thyroid to produce more T4. And this this constant measuring and you know modifying amounts of, of thyroid hormone is going on every second um, that blood is going through the brain. Um, if the T4 is actually high, so your thyroid is overproducing or hyperproducing T4, then the only option for the brain is to slow back and dial back the secretion of TSH. There's no thyroid stopping hormone, right? And so it will put the brakes on it and you will end up with low amounts of TSH if you are hyperthyroid. So low TSH equals hyperthyroid, and high TSH equals hypothyroid. And I think that's probably a good place to end off. Okay. So um, so we're talking about the thyroid, guys. We went through some of the statistics. Um, Dr. Steph just went through some of the basic um, functions and some of the physiology of the thyroid. I'm Dr. Tom, along with Dr. Steph Cheney, and we're talking about thyroid and natural thyroid solutions. Um, in the first half, we talked about some of the statistics. I mean, some of the, uh, the biggest statistic that really jumps out at, at me is that one woman in eight is gonna develop thyroid, a thyroid disorder in her lifetime. Um, the other thing is that 60% of those with a thyroid disease are unaware of their condition. So um, how do you know if you have a thyroid condition? Well, some of the common symptoms are you're not losing weight despite sticking to a, you know, a change in diet or a strict plan. You've got constipation or gut issues. Your hair is thinning or falling out. You're fatigued. You have um, very low energy, brittle nails or skin issues, um, and depression. That's another common symptom. We also got into some of the common physiology. And um, I, I think we, we covered a lot there, Dr. Steph. So <laughs> I want to just um, recap some of the, the physiology so that, so that our listeners understand. And, and maybe you can start off by just talking about um, where the thyroid is at and, and go through those functions again. Sure. So uh, we mentioned two glands as far as looking at um, how the conventional system generally basically assesses thyroid. One is the thyroid gland itself, and that is a butterfly-shaped gland that sits right at the base of the front of your throat. So right over your collarbone kind of area, um, right at the front, that's where your thyroid um, is. And uh, the pituitary gland is located in the brain. The pituitary gland is the gland that makes TSH, which is thyroid-stimulating hormone, and it will secrete high or low amounts of that hormone in response to how much T4 thyroid hormone is circulating 
through the system. And so that, again, is the main hormone that comes out of the thyroid is, is T4. It's the inactive form of the thyroid hormone. What that means is that that hormone is not going to work until it's been converted or activated into its active form, which is called T3. We didn't get into that physiology yet, um, so we'll talk about that now. And I want to just reiterate, okay, so here's where the conventional generally will sort of limit its its view of, of what to do if you have a thyroid issue, correct? So you went in, you had symptoms, you got your TSH checked, and TSH was found to be high. So remember, high TSH is an indication of low-functioning thyroid or hypothyroidism. So then they introduced thyroid medications, Synthroid or Levothyroxine are common synthetics. Um, some people are put on natural glandular forms. Synthroid and, and Levothyroxine, that thyroid hormone replacement, what that is is actually T4. So that is jumping in to pick up the slack of T4 production from the thyroid by giving you that T4. So what that T4 is going to do, whether you're spewing it out of the thyroid or taking it in a pill form, is it's going to reset how the pituitary gland is secreting its thyroid stimulating hormone, the TSH. So in you, when you take your medication, TSH, the goal is to get the TSH into the normal range. The normal range is on labs is usually about a 2.0 as far as the lab marker number. Um, the lab ranges for TSH go anywhere from 0.45 all the way up to 4.5, which is quite a dramatic range. Um, but really, the optimal target is about a 2.0. Okay, so if they get you on the right dose of thyroid hormone, the TSH will come into nice normal range, 2.0 or somewhere around that, and then that's it. All is well in the world, except you're still complaining of symptoms, and you still look and feel like you have low-functioning thyroid. And so that's where the functional medicine approach comes in because it's much more than just trying to get TSH normalized. We're looking at how you're functioning overall. So what you're saying, what you're feeling, what you're reporting, that is so important for us to get feedback on with every visit because if you're telling me that you're not losing weight and you're constipated and you're you know, still not sleeping, and you still have symptoms, then physiologically, you are not right. I don't care what your TSH is. I mean, obviously I do, but you know what I'm saying. So it's, it's about looking down the scale because there's so many more things to look at as far as what's happening with that thyroid hormone. Why are you not using it? Why are you still having symptoms? And that's where we come in to start looking at different markers. We won't have time to go over all of the markers. We've got another um, segment that will kind of get into some of the, the nitty gritty in a moment. But um, I think... It's important for us to now sort of shift the focus as to where else to look and why. And one of those things is actually, what are you doing with your T4? So basically what you're saying is the thyroid does not function in a vacuum independent uh, <laughs> of all the other body parts in the body. Correct. So there's, you know, the body and works as a unit mm -hmm. and um, you may have dysfunction there from the in the thyroid actually have a thyroid issue or a thyroid imbalance, but you know, it, it could be from 
somewhere else in the body. Right. And, you know, first and foremost, the question that's very rarely asked is, okay, if your thyroid is not producing T4, why? Synthroid and levothyroxine and the hormone replacement therapy, it, it helps make sure you get enough thor- of thyroid hormone to, to live, but it's not still addressing what happened to that thyroid in the first place. That's a, that's a thing we'll talk about in the next show. But then the question really is, well, what, what are you doing with that T4? What are, you, are you using it properly? Are you activating it? So let's look at basic physiology of where down the line in the body T4 gets turned into T3, which is now the active form of thyroid hormone that your cells actually need and use and want. And then um, you'll see why there's other organs and glands to look at as far as why you're still experiencing symptoms. So roughly 60% of your T4 is converted and activated into T3 in your liver. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So this is why assessing liver function is absolutely imperative. And so running liver enzymes is important with a thyroid patient. So you can see if the enzymes are elevated, if if the liver markers are elevated. Also looking at a patient's symptomatic history. Do they have symptoms of of liver dysfunction, Um, odd bowel movements, gas, belching, um, pain in that area? There's a lot of different things to look at. Indicators um, of detoxification right. can be a, a point. Yeah, too. and other things too, like what's in their history? Are they taking 13 prescription drugs a day? Are they drinking um, an entire bottle of wine every night? And the Those, reason why you brought up prescriptions, because they're going to put stress they on the They put stress on the liver. The liver is the main filter. If you think of your body like a an, uh, an inside-out fish tank, the liver is the fish tank filter. <laughs> so everything you consume, everything that goes in the mouth is going to go through the liver before it goes into the rest of the body. So the liver is a major processing plant um, in the system. And so lots and lots of things can happen to make the liver not happy, right? Lots of things. Um, and so we have to look at that as an option. Um, so one of the important markers to actually assess, not just T3, or sorry, T4 and TSH, but we also want to see where your T3 is. Because if T4 and TSH are normal and you're on medication, but T3 is really, really, really low, then you might be having a problem with conversion. So we have to look at those areas. So one area, like I said, is the liver. 60% of your T4 gets converted into T3 at your liver. About 20% of your T4 gets converted within the intestinal lining. Oh, gosh. So now you have to make sure that your intestines are in tip-top shape. And one of the most common things that we have to work on, not just with our thyroid patients, but with most people that walk into our doors, is something called leaky gut inflammation. And there's a myriad of reasons why someone might have inflammation in their intestines, not just prescription medications, but as a population, we're eating fake fats, fake colors, fake flavors, um, fake sugars, fake sweeteners, fake genetically modified organisms. We're consuming pesticides and herbicides. We can have infections and bacterial and yeast overgrowths and parasites causing inflammation. There's so much that can cause inflammation that your gut might not be converting and activating uh, T4 into T3. In fact, what if the liver and the gut are both not working well? Boo, you just lost 80% of your potential conversion. 
And then the other 20 percent, um, and this is, I think, just the checks and balances system. Nobody's really been able to really explain the purpose uh, of why this happens. But 20% of that T3 um, or T4, the thyroid hormone, will get taken back up into the into the system. So it just gets kind of junked. Um, like it's recycled? It's, it's recycled or it's, it's junked out. So um, assessing gut function, uh, either in history or with testing, assessing liver function, those are just two of the main organs that have their hand in, in thyroid hormone physiology that have to be assessed. And that's, again, we're just covering the surface stuff as far as working with a thyroid patient. Right. So once again, we have to look at more parts of the body than just the thyroid, the thyroid markers, we have to dig deeper. And that's the functional medicine approach in our office. So, um, you know, when, when our functional nutritionists or when our providers, we look at someone that comes into our practice and we assess them, we have to assess the entire body. You may be coming in with thyroid type symptoms, but we have to ask the question, number one, why are you having the symptoms? And then we have to continue to dig and dig and dig until we get down to the root of, of what's causing it. And with most patients that come in that have these, these thyroid symptoms, or maybe they've been diagnosed with a low-functioning thyroid, there are many, many, many different causes. <laughs> <laughs> so many. It's a web. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like an onion that we have to keep peeling back layer by layer by layer, correcting one thing, and then a lot of times another problem or issue will crop up that we once again then have to correct. That's our approach. I can briefly outline, this is what we go through when we're working up patients. I'm gonna briefly outline some of the other things that could be disrupting the thyroid or giving us symptoms of hypothyroid. Um, and then in our next episode, we'll get into those a little bit more in detail. But we just talked about liver function being an important thing to assess. Um, we also need to look at the uh, health of the intestinal tract. Um, do you have leaky gut? Do you have infections? Do you have food allergies? Do you have emotional stress that affects the gut lining and, and other uh, physiology? Um, uh, nu nutrient deficiencies are a big factor mm -hmm. um, as far as thyroid function. So iodine. Uh, for example, is a very important um, element that we need to have in our diet. Um, and uh, it is the main um, uh, component of the thyroid hormone. So T4 and T3, those numbers actually represent how many iodine um, iodines are actually attached to that, that particular hormone. So um, iodine is extremely important um, as far as a supplement. There's also other co-supplements like selenium. Um, that's an important factor as far as thyroid function. Vitamin D is an important thing. B vitamins are important to, to look at. So nutrient deficiencies can be a, a factor. Inflammation of any kind is a huge thing to look at. So uh, immune system, um, so we've got liver, gut, uh, we actually have adrenal glands that we have to look at, immune system balance we have to look at. There's just a lot to kind of dig in if we're gonna just try to get somebody functioning properly. Right, and so um, we'll get into more of those different parts of the body on this upcoming episode. So we're gonna do a part two of natural thyroid solutions where we discuss, we're gonna get into some of the top causes of thyroid dysfunction, we'll go through um, and actually, the the number one cause we see with 
I'd say 80% of the cases that come into our office actually have this condition. It's the most misdiagnosed condition out there. So make sure that you tune in to part two. So you've been listening to Living Health Live with me, Dr. Tom Cheney and Dr. Stephanie Cheney of Living Health Integrated Medicine in Annapolis. The information on this show is intended as educational information only. The information given here is designed to help you make informed decisions about your health and is not intended as a substitute for any medical treatment.